Now, before I share these things with you, you have to understand where I'm coming from. Ever since I kind of understood what it meant to be a, a follower of Christ, and when I started realizing what that was supposed to mean with the way I thought about things, that was supposed to mean about the way I treated others, all that kind of stuff, I just, I wanted to be like Jesus, okay? He's my Savior, he's my Lord, he's my hero, and I wanted to be like him, huh? I, I wanted to be like the person Jesus. I wanted to be like the, 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 the man of prayer Jesus was. I wanted to be like the leader Jesus was. I certainly want to be like the teacher Jesus was. And so when we read text like we did just a moment ago from Mark, and it said that when Jesus taught, he had authority. I thought, God, you know, that, I want to be able to teach with that kind of authority that when people see me or hear me, they know that it, it's not just my own opinion or understanding, that some of this, hey, guess what, might even be coming from you. And the church has always tried to help me along the way. And Gloria and I laugh because, you know, different churches we've been at and other places we've gone, it seems like it's always going to happen. And somebody, with every probably good intention in their heart, after a Sunday service, you know, somebody invariably will say, oh, John, that, Brother John, that was good. Man, one day when you become a real preacher, it's going to be all right. A couple of years ago, a pastor friend of ours had been away on vacation and called me and asked me to fill in one Sunday. Well, he was gone. Sure, no problem. So Sunday morning, we packed up the car, about an hour's drive, and we went. And this guy had been gone for several weeks, and so the people there, they were accustomed to filling in the service without him. And I thought it was great. There were people that were, you know, reading scripture. They were reading prayers. They were leading the prayer. They were singing, of course. They were doing children. Now, I think that's great. Like, like Ricky did this morning, I think it's great that, you know, more people can be involved in that way. So be careful. Well, never mind. It was great, but what that meant was is I'm just sitting here. I'm just kind of, you know, in my chair. You know, there was a chair up front, and it was facing everybody straight like that. And I'm just, you know, I'm singing, I'm praying, I'm participating, but really nothing for me to do. So I get to the sermon time, and the sermon was at the very end. We, we did communion at the very end, and the sermon was right before communion. And, uh, and you guys know, when I'm sitting over here, there's a difference between when I'm sitting right there and when I'm out here, right? And for good or for bad, I mean, that just hasn't changed over the years. So I get up there and, you know, do what I'm supposed to do. After the service, I had so many of these people, it's like they got together and just figured out what they would tell me, like, wow, we had no idea you were going to be so loud. You know, I don't exactly know what they meant, but, you know, life's too short. So I just said, hey, took it as a compliment, praise God, and moved on, right? Then I had a couple more that tell me something to the effect, well, you know, John, we just saw you sitting up there. We thought, man, when this guy gets up, we're going to have to tune him out because he's just. You know, speaking of tuning out, I was thinking about high school. Some of you caught that, didn't you? I was reading this passage from Mark, and 
I was thinking about that day that Mark's writing about, and I was thinking about high school, and, you know, it's going to sound bad, but really, I don't remember anything from high school. I'm sorry. And I just have to wonder, you know, what were those people teaching that I just don't have a clue or have any kind of remembering, a memory of what went on during those, I think it was four, right? Four years that we did. It was, trust me. I thought about that because when Mark's talking about that day in the synagogue, you know, you ever wondered what was Jesus teaching that day? Mark doesn't tell us, but but whatever it was, I mean, the people were like, whoa, who is this guy? This guy is preaching with authority. Now, Mark's doing something for us in the way he writes it out. You may have an idea of, in the Jewish world, of <clears throat> there are some people who are prophets and there are some people who are priests. Each one has their respective duty to the religious community. Each one is, uh, is uh, totally legit, totally valid. But each one is different. What Ricky read a, a while ago from Deuteronomy talks about prophets. And a prophet was a mouthpiece for God. It was thought that the prophet, the prophet's words were the very words of God. And so that's why God makes it very clear that if you've got a prophet that's coming out with his or her own agenda, or they're talking out of their own ideas, or they're talking out of other gods, they've got to go. A prophet was the mouthpiece for God. Now, a priest taught and spoke from his own understanding. Now, that's not bad. It just means to say that a priest had a, a leadership role in, in the community, and that priest took the scriptures, and to the best, we, we assume and we presume and we hope and we pray to his ability, come up with a godly, honest, accurate interpretation of Scripture, but it was from his own understanding. And so when Mark says something to the effect that the people are just, wow, because Jesus is teaching, he says, Jesus has authority not like the teachers, priests, scribes. Mark is making a distinction for us. Maybe he's pointing back to passages like Deuteronomy, telling us that, you know, this Jesus guy, he's one of them. Might want to listen to what he has to say. He's pointing arrows for us, maybe. I don't know what it was he was teaching, but my goodness, it had to be great. It had authority. So Mark was giving us direction. So let's be nice. Everybody say, thank you, Mark. Good. Now, Jesus is also doing something for us. Watch this. Jesus is showing us where real ministry begins. If you had your your Bible, if you were looking at a passage from Mark, if you were to go just a few verses before where we read today, you'd be you would remember that Jesus has just done what? 
called his very first disciples, right? And he calls his disciples, and disciples get on board. And what's the first thing they do? Well, they go to Capernaum. And Mark says that when they're in Capernaum, when the Sabbath comes and it's time, they go to synagogue. Now, you and I, we relate synagogue to church. And that, that's fine. That's okay. But I think when we do that, we kind of miss some of the reality that synagogue was for these people. The synagogue comes from the word that translates into assembly. Right? Or come together. Essentially, that's what happened in a synagogue. The synagogue was the center of life for these people. Synagogue is different from the temple. The temple, you know, that's you know, the temple, the big temple, the one and only temple. You go there when you can. But most towns probably had their own synagogue. If a town was big enough, maybe it had two or three. And certainly there was some great religious tones activities that happen in the synagogue. But really the synagogue is really a social place. So if you can imagine every day, you know, you come here and you know you our kids are out playing under the trees there before they get off to school. Or you know, our, our men are in the back at the smoker, you know, reading Torah or, or praying together. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be awesome? That's what the synagogue was, it was the center of that life. And sure, I'm sure Jesus, you know, if he had had more time, been around a different, maybe he would have put together a website, maybe he would have got some business cards, maybe he would have got himself a logo, all this kind of stuff. But what he did to start his ministry is go where the people were. He and his new disciples went where? to the synagogue. Guess who was at the synagogue? Everybody. Now, going where the people are, a few weeks that may make a little more sense. Um, Anyway, he went where the people were. Now, something interesting about that, the rest of the story that Mark tells us, he went where the people were, began to teach, had great authority. And Wow, who is this guy? Da, da, da. As they're sitting there, a man who has, Mark tells us, an unclean spirit comes up and confronts Jesus. They have a little interaction. Now, I don't want you to look at it. I don't, I don't want you to just take my word for it. But I, I want you to notice that this man with this unclean spirit, He is with everybody else. Mark doesn't say he intrudes on their service. Mark doesn't say that he comes out of nowhere. Mark doesn't say that this is some outsider coming through town. Mark tells us this man was among everybody else there in the synagogue that day. And that hurts me because... Well, I'll just answer my own question. Yes, I believe that in today's church, things haven't changed much. I've known way, as far as I'm concerned, way too many Christians who have this face and who have this life and who have this uh, 
reality that's all dressed up in Sunday's best, that is totally different than what's going on Sunday afternoon through Saturday night. Because, you know, church, right, you know, you've you got to have the right look. You've got to say the right things. You've got to be the right kind of person to be in church. But can I tell you that that is just the biggest lie the enemy has ever given us? This ain't no country club. This is a hospital. Now, if that offends you, I'm sorry, but I'm not the one who said it. We're all broken. I don't know why we just don't admit it. Why we just come forward with it and, and let God do what God can do with it. Instead of putting on the, the Sunday's best. Sunday's best doesn't do anything for us when we're out tomorrow at work or at home. Sunday's best doesn't do anything for us as we're trying to build up our faith. And, you know, the debate has gone on and gone on and gone on about, you know, what did Mark, what was he referring to when he, when he said this man has an unclean spirit? And, you know, we'll use our, our knowledge and everything and we'll try to figure it out. And that's okay. We can do it and that's fine. But here's what I want us to realize. No matter what we decide that unclean spirit was in that man that day, Jesus was the one who put authority over it. And I don't know what uh, unclean spirits or whatever it is you want to call it that you have for yourself. I know what they are for me. But when you and I decide same way he did that day, Jesus can still have authority over those things. I don't think all of us have had a chance to, to respond to that. Maybe, you know, we just get caught up in doing a church business, and, that, you know, that happens. Trust me, it does. You know, maybe, you know, life just gets too hectic, and maybe sometimes we just don't pay attention. So I've got to make sure I give everyone the opportunity this morning. If, 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 if you'd be willing to confess your unclean spirits, not to me, not to the person sitting next to you, between you and your God, if you just join me in a simple prayer. Loving God, I confess those things to you that are not from you. I confess that you are Lord of all. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your love.
I'm not done. I'm going to show you something else real quick, if you'll let me. Everybody do this. Everybody get a Bible. There's plenty of pew Bibles, plenty to share. Turn to Mark 1 real quick. We're going to go real quick. Oh. You know, I, I, I think if we can get this in here, into our spirits, into our hearts, into the fabric of who we are, not only as people, but also as what this place is supposed to be, I think we can learn to truly be faithful to the calling God has for us. Mark 1. Now I want you to go to verse 29. It's one verse out of where we stop. Verse 29. Now I want us to read that sentence together out loud. Now I want us to stop where that comma is. You see that first comma? Let's read that together. Ready? Read. As soon as they left the synagogue. Let's try that again. As soon as they left the synagogue. One more time. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. I don't want to try to mess up your Sunday nap. Trust me, it's sometimes it's all I'm looking forward to during the week, getting my own. But I got to remind you, the work of a Christian disciple, a Christian believer, what well, one, it never ends, but for sure, it does not end when we are done here. Y'all with me? See, when, when, when we're done today and, and they come and get this light off and, you know, somebody, they're walking out with it. Symbolically, we're saying that that light is God's light, Christ's light in us. It's going out to the world. And guess what? We are following it out there. This is not the church. This is not the church. These walls are not the church. This is not the church. This just happens to be a building where a part of the church meets. Friends, you are the church. And I think I tell you, I still want to be like Jesus. I hope you do too. And Jesus, he made time for synagogue. He made time to be with other believers. But when that time was done, guess what he did? He got busy. Y'all with me? When you leave today, well, I hope you have a new fire in your heart that, that, that stirs in you the work of God. That wherever you go, wherever God is sending you, whoever you're with, that you could, whatever message you've learned, whatever you know, however little, however much, whatever it is you know about God, whatever it is God has done for you, that you would take that message and just give it away. That's what we are called to do as Christian disciples. Sometimes we feel like, well, I can't do that. I don't know what to say. I don't nah. Whenever you feel like you can't, just remember, God can. In Jesus' name, amen.